Well, look, there've been in since the beginning of the year. There've been a couple of NSP people killed. There's been at least one ISP person killed, and the rest of the victims. And I have a total of 13 ANC victims um, have been. That that's the extraordinary thing about this election that. In the past, most of the conflict around elections has been inter-party, but most of the victims in this case have been ANC. And in some cases, um, some of the early killings, for example, at Changa in Peter Maritzburg, the first guy killed there was number one on a hit list. And that was all linked to contest over nominations with the... Um, I mean, I think it's quite well known that there are two clear factions in the ANC in this province, one supporting the uh, Premier who was replacing Zambunu, the other reporting, uh, supporting the current chairperson, Sishla Zikalala, and uh, the current uh, Premier. So there's a lot of internal tensions and resentment over nominations. Um, it's, uh, I mean, in, internal ANC sources believe that this is part of the ongoing power struggle, but the problem is that we've had hardly any arrests and no convictions, so it's anyone's guess. But there's certainly a, a lot of tensions within the party, and as um, as the, your former analyst said, this is not the way you run elections. Um, it's, uh, it's very worrying because uh, people are very scared. It does inhibit uh, free political activity, and, and the, the scariest part of all, I think, is that these hits are professional. I mean, if you walk in during the daytime and kill someone in broad daylight, you've obviously been monitoring their moves, and uh, you think you're going to get away with it. And that's the worst part. So it's it's a, a very intimidatory, uh, including for, for candidates themselves. Assuming that uh, the factional battles um, exist across uh, the country, what makes KZN so different then, and why are we seeing the high number of murders in KZN? Oh, well, you know, we've got a history of this. I mean, it's like we, we use it, we use violence. I mean, the whole country uses violence to solve its problems, but, uh, you know, it's like it's, it's, a, it's a legacy in this province that just surfaces between parties and within parties. Look, it started with the ANC, I think, in 2011. There was a lot of contest over nominations then. And there was um, sit-ins after the elections. There was an inquiry under Kosozana Dlamini Zuma who found that 11 candidates, including the current uh, mayoral candidate in Durban, had been irregularly nominated and no action was taken. So these tensions have been... Now, you ask why KwaZulu-Natal. Look, I think you need to remember that it's the biggest power base for the ANC, and these divisions in KZN are linked to national struggles over succession to presidency, for example, with the one faction known to be supporting uh, President Zuma, the other faction uh, less supportive and possibly more supportive of other candidates. So, so it's and I mean, take you take Tekwini Durban region. It's it's probably the biggest support base. It's had a huge influence in the past. It's this province had a big influence on what happened at Polokwane. So, it's it's become ironically because of course it, it was wrested from the IFP in the early 2000s. It's become probably the main support base for the ANC in the country.
But do you think the ANC is capable of dealing with this, of uh, flushing it out of its system? Because um, they've come out and they've called on law enforcement agencies to actually do their job and uh, provide better security ahead of the August 3rd polls. But is the ANC itself capable of dealing with this problem? Well, look, you know, sectional Factions within political parties are a normal over the world, but you don't end up killing your enemies, assuming, assuming, as I said, that these latest killings are between political opponents. And we don't know. The, I mean, look, we've got a huge policing problem in this province. I mean, you know, in Cleveland Hospital, we've had 67 people killed and not a single conviction. And the majority of those are intra-ANC uh, casualties. Now... So we've got a big problem. I mean, what we need, this is, you know, whether the motive is political or anything else, this is crime, and what we need is is proper investigation. I mean, we, we have a problem with crime intelligence and the problem in the province, and we have a problem with detective services. So that's what's needed. We need we need proper investigation. Uh, you know, forensic, ballistic, etc. And um, we need some crime intelligence. I mean, because as as I think the NC spokesperson said, you know, most most fillings, uh, including these, are probably trained hitmen. If you look at the professionalism of it, now often when you get a conviction, it's just the hitman, and then you battle to get to the person who sent the hitman because witnesses die now. That's what we need to do. We need to do something about the criminal justice system because as long as people get away with this, they're going to carry on doing it. So we just have to find out who's behind it um, and we have to get some convictions. That's that's what we need. So what would you recommend be done in order to stem the tide of these killings of Fort Worth? Oh, well, we need to do something about the criminal justice system. I mean, obviously the ANC must must smooth over, you know, internal resentments itself. I mean, at the beginning of the year, there was a uh, a man killed in the um, in the Inchanga area, which is the area um, in which, the, in fact, there was speculation about whether the bullet wasn't intended for the then the mayor of Durban, who's the outgoing mayor. At the time, he said, look, we should be talking, you know, because there was a suspicion that this was a factional thing, and that was kind of brushed over. So obviously the ANC itself should be doing everything it can to heal divisions within the party. But, I mean, the bottom line is that that you have to... It's a criminal justice matter, and, and we need to do something... And as I said to you, it's it's you've only got to look at what's been happening in Cleveland and the fact that there's no there's no convictions after two years. Now that's the that's the crux of the matter. It's got huge implications for crime in South Africa. It's a symptom of of one of the key reasons we have these these ongoing murders, because literally crime pays. And that's what we have to do something about.